You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. It is time for the On Point with Victor show. Uh, it's live radio, folks, so sometimes we have music and sometimes we don't. But maybe later we'll have the music. So I know all of you just can't wait to hear Pointless. Uh, look, folks, we are here. It's another week, and what a weekend and, and all the things that are going on. But I, I've got a lot to say today, so we'll get right to it. But let me do this. You are listening to America's Web Radio. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderes. So, all right. Listen, first of all, thanks to all of you guys for listening and tuning in. Um, cannot thank you enough. We add listeners every week, and it's just awesome, awesome, awesome. So I got a list of things to get into today. Uh, look, folks, I, if you're hearing the Democrats scream and scream and scream, let's get along. I mean, all of a sudden, the Democrats want to get along. All of a sudden, the Democrats say, let's all work together as Americans. Where was this four years ago? I mean, have you, it is insulting to me to listen to some of the crap coming out of, uh, of Biden's mouth. And, uh, and my goodness, over the weekend, I think somebody drug out the, uh, the geriatric duo of, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget their names now, but the old new Brokaw, Tom Brokaw and Sam Donaldson. I believe they went and found those two relics and got them to come and give, I don't know what was it, what it was, some TV show or whatever. But you've got these two relics, the geriatric duo, um, talking about – I mean, folks, these guys were blaming talk radio. They're no longer blaming Trump. Now they're blaming talk radio. They were blaming the godfather who wasn't even – doing radio last week uh but but in general they're blaming talk radio um and and now they're setting up four years of biden well let's face it maybe one year of biden and then the harris administration uh but they're already setting up and blaming talk radio for uh let's just say pull stating the obvious of what's going on or what will be going on i, I mean it's 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 laughable to to really uh, watch these guys but it's also it's it's kind of insulting for these relics to come out and tell us that we need to be Americans that we need to stand together as Americans that we need to work together we need to get along we need to now they're talking where were they 4 years ago for 4 years these people didn't accept the results of the American people in 2016 for 4 years they divided and divided as many as Americans they they put against it hit against each other um, for four years they did almost 100 percent negative stories on president trump not one positive story you would be hard pressed to find a positive story that came out of brokaw's mouth or sam donaldson's mouth whenever they were speaking um, but abc nbc cnn msnbc pbs npr any of these news agencies that have been around and somebody needs to please remind President Barack Hussein Obama, that Fox News is merely a baby news organization compared to the others. Um, talk radio, while yes, talk radio has been a while, around for a while, but conservative talk radio really didn't take off until the 80s uh, when the Godfather really paved the way. Uh, so somebody needs to remind Barack Hussein Obama, who over the weekend, I believe, or maybe it was yesterday, was saying uh, – was in some interview in London 
uh, saying that the old media, and he named Fox News and Talk Radio. That is a joke, folks. ABC, NBC, CBS, and NPR, all these have been around way longer. You know, Fox News didn't come along until, I believe, the late 90s. Uh, and again, I told you, conservative talk radio didn't really hit until probably the late 80s. Uh, so the way these Democrats are – just listen to them transition from blaming Trump for everything to starting to blame talk radio and uh, because they're setting up the failures that are to come from Biden and Harris. Uh, they're setting it up so they can blame talk radio. I mean it's absolutely – it's insulting. It's insulting. But listen, folks, you want to talk about fascism. You know, I, I get texts and, and I get emails all the time from, from listeners who are pointing out how the left loves to call the right fascist. They love to call conservatism fascist. I mean, that they couldn't be further from the truth. Um, there's one party out there that's trying to cancel Thanksgiving, and that's the Democrat Party. There's one party out there that's trying to stifle free speech. That's the Democrat Party. There's one party out there that wants to force businesses to do certain things. That's the Democrat Party. In fact, I want to say somewhere in Georgia, and oh my gosh, I'm gonna I did not print this story out, but I believe it's in Georgia, maybe South Georgia, where they're about to vote, the city council's about to vote to where they can force businesses to act and behave a certain way to make sure they're woke. And if you're a business that's not woke, and, and what I mean by that is if you're not progressive in your business um, tactics or or you're a bakery or you're, you're some kind of business that provides a service and you, and you refuse to be progressive, then they're going to be able to punish that business. They're going to be able to come in and shut businesses down. Uh, that is fascism, folks. That is totalitarianism. And that is coming from one party in this country, and that's the left. Uh, you, you do not see conservatives or Republicans running around out there trying to uh, control businesses to that extent. Now, I'm not saying the Republican establishment doesn't have their hand in the cookie jar in some areas, but they're not out there trying to force businesses and threatening to shut down businesses if they aren't woke and progressive enough. Um, this quest for social justice by forcing businesses to do things – um, this is a bad road to go down. So when I hear, when I get these emails and these texts from listeners who are showing me what their liberal friends are saying, and and they're being my conservative friends and listeners are being called fascist by the liberal listeners, I mean, and, and their liberal friends, I, I mean, it's just laughable, folks. It's laughable, and you really need to understand. Uh, and, and, and look up the meaning of fascist. Well, I don't know. If you look up the meaning of fascist on Google or any other um, mainstream media site, they're going to tell you it's right wing. So all I can tell you is look at the history of fascism. Look at it for yourself. Um, look at the regimes that practice fascism and totalitarianism and look at what tactics they used and look at what policies they put forth. And those policies are going to match today's Democrat Party. They're not going to match the Trump Republican Party. Party or even the Republican Establishment Party. Um, so let's – I just had to get that off my chest because I'm seeing so much come out of the left accusing the right of being fascist that it's just laughable, um, especially when they call Donald Trump a fascist or they call Donald Trump a Hitler-like person. I mean that is ridiculous on the face, but all you've got to do is – 
Donald Trump spent four years of lowering taxes. Find me the fascist regime that lowered taxes. Donald Trump spent four years of getting rid of regulation, getting government out of people's lives. Find me a fascist regime that got uh, that reduced government intervention into people's lives. Uh, find me a fascist regime that would reduced that would reduce. Um, uh, regulations so that as to promote freedom and liberty. Um, I, I beg you to find the history of the fascist country that did any of those things uh, because it just it didn't it didn't happen. And and I'm telling you, folks, history is on our side. It's always on our side. And uh, I, I you don't have to take my word for it. You can look it up. But since you're a listener here, um, you can trust me. Uh, I do the research for you, so you don't have to. And when I tell you that throughout history, uh, the socialist regimes, the, the tyrannical regimes, the tyrants, the uh, fascist regimes, there's many to be seen throughout history. And none of them cut taxes for their people. None of them cut regulation for their people. None of them got government out of people's lives. They all did the opposite. So... So I, I had to get that off my chest. So I want to talk about, you know, I like to bring good news. Um, I love to bring good news to, to uh, the listeners. So let me, let me start by, uh, by bringing uh, something that you're not hearing in the media. You're not hearing this in the news today. Um, folks, we are, we might be within five or six seats of taking control of the house back. Um, I'm not 100% sure about that. I need to look. But I believe we are up to 10 or 12 seats that have flipped in 2020. That's a red wave, folks, that happened uh, two weeks ago on Tuesday night. Um, and and what you're not – not only are you not hearing that the Republicans won 10, 12 seats so far and, and we're just gaining and gaining in the House. Not only are you not hearing that, you're also not being told – that almost, if not 100% of those seats that were flipped by Republicans were flipped by minorities and veterans. So that's, that's women, that's black women, that's, that's Hispanics. Um, that's the Republican Party. <laughs> yes, that, 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 that really, really deserves applause. Um, because you're not being told that of these seats, I'm, I'm telling you, I think we're up to 12 seats that have been flipped now. To the Republican side in the House last Tuesday, up to 12 seats so far, and they're not done counting yet. So we could end up with more seats. But so far, I believe 100% of them have been flipped by minority Republicans and veteran Republicans. That is amazing, and you're not being told this on the lamestream media. Now, why do you think they don't want you to know this? Folks, you have been told for four years, and even before the last, I mean, you've been told for years and years and years, the Republicans are racist, blah, blah, blah. Barack Hussein Obama was just out this weekend in that interview I told you about earlier in London, telling the people of London that that uh, the Republicans are racist, and they're just mean people. It couldn't be further from the truth. How do you have, so far, 12 seats, I think, that have been flipped from Democrat to Republican, and they were won by Republican women of color, uh, they're black, they're Hispanic, and by veterans? Folks, that is a Republican Party that is open to minorities. And that is a Republican Party, because of Donald Trump in the last four years, who has actually 
open the Republican tent back to the working man and to the minority, and that's men and women who <laughs> that that this party has has been open to now, thanks to President Trump. And the media will never tell you that because they can't risk you actually understanding that this is happening. You see, folks, if you're out there and you're not, you don't live and breathe politics day to day, but but you're out there and you tune in during the election times, they can't risk you that that casual, uh, the casual person who tunes into to politics when it gets close to elections. They can't risk for you to understand that the Republican Party is actually the party of the working man and woman. The Republican Party is now the party of the minority. Um, to me, it always was. Now, did the establishment lose sight sometimes? Yeah. Uh, can we do better? Yes. Uh, do I still have problems with my home state of Georgia, the GOP? Yes. Because the outreach needs to be better state by state. But on the whole, what President Trump has done for minorities in the last four years has been nothing short of amazing. And and there are minorities. Now, it still might be 20%, only 20%. But that's a huge movement of the black vote and the and the Hispanic vote. The Hispanic vote, folks, was almost forty percent. Uh, it may have reached forty percent for Donald Trump, which is amazing. Um, but that's coming back over. That's coming over to the Republican Party because the Republican Party is about policy. The Republican Party is about the American way of life. And if we continue that, we'll just keep bringing people with us. We want to raise this economic boat for everyone no matter their creed. Okay, folks, you stay tuned. When we come back, I'm going to get into some more good news. Uh, so you stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back, folks. We're back. Uh, look, let me move on with some more good news here. Uh, the, the news coming out about the vaccines, ladies and gentlemen, it's unbelievable. And... and I, I, you have to understand, there is no way that we would be, not one, but two vaccines. We are on the cusp of two vaccines being released. Uh, this is between four and six months this was developed, and now it's going to be released uh, pretty soon, uh, probably by the end of the year. And there is no way, no way, that an establishment Washington creature that is the politician, the career politician, there is no way they would have been able to do this. Obama couldn't have done it. Biden for damn sure couldn't have done it. Um, 
Harris, Pelosi, Schumer, none of them. Lindsey Graham, um, none of the establishment career politicians would have done, could have done, or would have even attempted to have done what President Trump did to get these vaccines out, the the vaccines that are about to come out. Um, my goodness, the Pfizer vaccine is over 90% effective. The Moderna vaccine is 95% effective. And you want to know what else? The Moderna, I believe it's the Moderna vaccine, doesn't even contain the virus, the host, the cause of all of this, the COVID-19, the Wuhan virus. The vaccine, Moderna, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it's Moderna, but, but one of these vaccines doesn't even contain the host virus. Folks, if you know anything or, or if you don't, I'll tell you. The creation of vaccines involves taking the virus and putting it in and creating a vaccine. Um, for instance, the flu, the flu so-called vaccine. It's a flu shot. It's not a vaccine. A vaccine will actually make you immune or, or, or make you immune or killed, you know, from the virus or protected from the virus. The flu shot or so-called vaccine, when they shoot, when they hit you with that shot, you're getting the flu. They're putting the flu in you in the form of a vaccine. So your body can then react to that flu and it makes antibodies in your body immediately. You might feel a little bit of the symptoms, but you're not going to get full-blown sick, but you might feel some symptoms. That's because they're actually injecting the flu in you in the form of a vaccine. So your body can attack it. It develops the, the antibodies, the T-cells, and your body fights it off. And then you develop immunities. Boy, that herd immunity that the Democrats were refuse to talk about and admit that happens, uh, that's what happens with the flu vaccine. So therefore, then you are protected against some of the flus um, or the main flu they think that'll hit whatever winter you got the shot so that you won't get as sick. And maybe you won't get sick at all. Well, we have a vaccine, a COVID-19 vaccine that's about to hit the markets. And this vaccine is 95% effective. And it doesn't contain any of the virus. That is amazing. I can't tell you in words probably right now how amazing that is. This is just as uh, sending somebody to the moon or, or maybe even sending someone to Mars the first time. This is how big this news is. Because not only are we here with a vaccine that doesn't have contain the COVID virus, but we're paving the way for the new development of vaccines without viruses. It's absolutely amazing, and I bet you haven't heard this on your lamestream media. You probably haven't heard this because Donald J. Trump is still the president. So let me put this on record now, and, and hopefully there are other talk shows talking about this. But you've, we are on the precipice of a virus coming out to fight COVID-19 that doesn't have COVID-19 in the shot that you're going to get. That's amazing. And that means that the, the road has been paved now for new vaccines to be developed that won't contain viruses. That is in itself absolutely amazing. And David, you look like you have a comment. Yeah, more than a comment, as a matter of fact, in that you hit on something and... 
I think the term is called capitalism. <laughs> yes. And uh, Trump is king of capitalism. Yes. Now, okay, you've got the COVID vaccine in your left hand. What's over here in your right hand? It happens to be called space. Obama's administration shut us down oh, yeah. in space, NASA. And I, you know, I was a pilot and... Which doesn't make any difference, but uh, you know, That's cool. I, I had all the love in the world for NASA and what mm-hmm. they were doing. And the thing that people don't understand when that idiot Obama shut it down, he shut down incredible research. Look at the products, the thousands of products that have come from NASA. And now we've started, or I say we, Trump started the space program back up again under the, what was the word I said a minute ago? Capitalism. SpaceX? Is that owned by uh, Pelosi? No, it is not. It is not. It's capitalism at its best. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even fathom a guess at the research and technology and the vital information Imagine. that we will get in the next few years oh, out of SpaceX. It's going to be amazing. And, David, it's a great, great point. In fact, I was uh, going to get to, and later on we'll get to a discussion about capitalism. Um, were it not for capitalism, David, we wouldn't be sitting here with two vaccines about to be released. And so you're 100% right. And that takes me to my point about... This wouldn't have happened had Donald Trump not been president. So whether he is president for another four years or not, the fact that we had four years of Donald Trump and what that's going to mean to this country. Let me tell you something, folks. Um, and you people on the left who just can't stand Orange Man bad. You think he's a meanie because of his tweets, and you refuse to look at his accomplishments. History is going to get this right. At some point, history is going to show that what Donald J. Trump did in four years was nothing short of amazing. And history's going to put President Trump on the top of the heap. When you start, when you talk about results of, of a four-year president, um, if President Trump goes down as being just a four-year, one-term president. It's probably going to go down as the most successful one-term president. And I think down the road, historians will look and go, what the heck? I'm trying to be clean and nice. But historians are probably going to say at some point, what were the American people thinking? What went on in 2020 that didn't allow President Trump to get reelected, or, or, or maybe I should phrase this better. What went on that caused people not to vote for President Trump? Because, folks, look, your humble host here believes there was fraud 100%. But I also stand by what I said before this election, that turnout will beat fraud. To say there was no fraud... Is, is an insult to, to the American people because there was fraud. We have proof of it. Was it enough to turn the election? I don't know that. In fact, I tend to think that it was not enough fraud to overturn the election. I think it was turnout. Now, yes, President Trump got 72 million votes. That is a record. That's amazing, the number of people. And I'm going to talk about those voters here. I'm going to talk about the movement that Trump created, um, even without winning another a second term, the movement that has, that he's created. Um, 
But there were still, when you look at certain states and you look at counties, um, I know one county, for instance, here in Georgia, where only 70% of the Republicans turned out. So that means there's a whole lot of Republicans that voted that didn't vote for Biden and didn't vote for Trump. So whether it was the never-Trumper or, or, or the housewife or the suburban woman or whoever, um, it was that just decided that Trump was too orange or Trump was too mean or Trump tweeted too much. Whatever they decided, for one reason or another, they didn't vote for President Trump. So, a veteran friend of mine pointed mm-hmm. out that, you know, they never looked at the record. Mm-hmm. They just voted on their feelings. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that... You know, like he said, he's embarrassed mm-hmm. for the United States. For here's a guy, just like you said, the most fantastic record mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. and was not reelected. It was not reelected. Yeah. And you know, well, I, I can get I, sick of where I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> no, I totally get where you're coming from, David, because it, it is frustrating to sit here. As, as a Hispanic, you as a veteran, um, uh, anybody else, we're Americans, and it's frustrating to sit here when we witnessed the lowest black unemployment, the lowest Hispanic unemployment, the best treatment availability for veterans. What, what President Trump did for veterans, I can't, it, it, I almost tear up when I think about our brothers in arms, those who have met the enemy face to face, those who were behind the scenes, those who put their lives on the line, and then they came back to this country, and some of them out of work, some of them homeless, uh, some of them that not getting the treatment that they needed. But along comes President Trump, and he demands that the Veterans Administration open up. He demands that accountability be held. He, President Trump, allowed for these bureaucrats to be fired that are involved in the Veterans Administration that weren't able to be fired under the Obama Administration or the Bush Administration before him or the Clinton Administration. But President Trump came along and said, there has to be accountability. Accountability. People have to be able to be fired or we won't progress. Um, we have to get good people in the VA. We have to get veterans in to head up the VA. They and they only know what their fellow veterans have gone through. Uh, President Trump did these things. President Trump opened it up for veterans. If they if the line was too long at the VA, they could go out and find a doctor. You know, you look at what Trump did and you say, okay, he's running again. Well, that's a no-brainer with his record. Mm-hmm. But we found a new definition for total no-brainer called Democrats. <laughs> yeah, and just look at Pelosi. I, uh, I, I look, folks. I and David, you're right. I, I try and be nice, but but when you talk about brainlessness on the behalf of the Democrats, I can't help but laugh and agree, um, because when you have the left, and, and I'm sorry, when you have people who, who won't vote or didn't vote for Trump because their feelings were hurt, you've got to start looking at policy. Because there were some very good people, dear to David, dear to me, uh, veterans that are dear to other veterans, um, minorities that have been trying to make it with a small business that in the last four years had the best four years of their life. And now only to have a lot of American people not vote because their feelings were hurt without looking at, okay, 
your feelings may have been hurt, but that veteran was helped. That veteran may not have committed suicide last month because of what Donald Trump was able to do to the VA. So what about that life? Does that matter? That minority business that started and survived four years because of Donald Trump's tax cuts, because of Donald Trump's repealing of regulation, do those lives not matter anymore? Uh, It it just, look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. Um, and, And I get passionate, and David gets passionate about this, because there are good people all over this country that have been helped because of Donald Trump moving regulation, moving the bureaucracy, and getting things done. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. And you're, you're a lot, lot smarter than I am. So well, I don't know about that. I, I expect <laughs> you to be able to answer this full tilt. Uh-oh. Uh, so we have a, a, a city that is called Detroit that has been in the car industry since day one almost mm-hmm. and had lost many a many job to Mexico yep. and, and other countries, mm-hmm. Canada, and... Donald Trump brought those jobs back, and yet those idiots didn't vote for him. Uh, Would you explain that to me, please? David, if I could explain that, then I would probably get a Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're giving them away. Uh, I mean, I heard they're giving them away. (laughs) What size do you want? Boy, let me tell you. Uh, You know, David, I I think about this a lot, uh, because when you look at the blue collar, there were a lot of them around that Detroit area that did vote for Trump. But the Democrats turned out. Now, again, this is where I have a, such a problem with mail-in balloting, because whether there was for, we know there was fraud. But even the, the, the when you can allow Democrat operatives to go to someone's house and say, "Are you going to vote?" Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll get to it. Oh no, let me take that ballot of yours. Go ahead, fill it out, and then they tell them what to do, and they it, it's it's basically ballot harvesting, and it really makes it easy when there's mail-in ballots. But unfortunately, our media, David, does such a horrible job and they do a disservice to the American people that there are people out there who probably have no idea of the accomplishments that Trump made because the media wouldn't tell the truth. You had 98% of negative stories and maybe even 100% uh, of these local news and, and the mainstream media. They just would not talk about. There are people who are afraid of the vaccine because Kamala Harris told them they shouldn't trust the vaccine because Donald Trump was president. Donald Trump wasn't in these labs making the vaccine. Donald Trump wasn't in the labs with the scientists and the doctors. Donald Trump just cleared the way for the private sector to get the best scientists and the best doctors to get that vaccine to market. Donald Trump didn't have any anything to do with the formula that is the vaccine. But yet, Biden and Harris and Pelosi and Schumer and CNN and MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, NPR, PBS, all of them went out and scared the American people and told them that you shouldn't take the virus as long as Donald J. Trump is president. Now, they may not have used those words, but they preyed on the fears of the American people to making them think that this vaccine was somehow tainted, tainted because President Trump is president. So when you have that kind of news, David, and you have that kind of crap and lies, then you can kind of see how there might be people in Detroit, Detroit of all places, Detroit that used to be the beacon of freedom because it was the it was the place of the V8 it was the place of american muscle and 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 what better 
to represent American muscle. When you look at the military and those machines that are powered by V8s and V12s and the power of the diesel, uh, that is the beautifulness that used to be Detroit. But then you had Democrats that took over Detroit. There's no Republican in sight in Detroit. There's no Republican, I, I bet within 100 miles of Detroit, maybe, but, but uh, the point is, you look at Detroit and it's been run by Democrats for decades, and they've run it into the ground. They've raised taxes, they raised uh, regulations, they created uh, regulations, they put social justice before the people. And drove out business. They drove the in car industry to Mexico. I mean, the only good thing I guess Detroit did for the auto industry in the past few decades since the Democrats have controlled it is um, been for the trucking industry. Trucking those jobs right on out of Detroit and into Mexico and into Canada and into China and into even South Korea. Um, but yet, along comes President Trump, a CEO who built a business who took over the presidency, uh, led the executive branch, and led the United States to four years of unbelievable prosperity. He And, and among that prosperity, he brought blue-collar jobs to blue-collar America, including Detroit. He was bringing manufacturing jobs back. So I venture to say this, and I'll make this prediction. When, when, when Biden finishes his one-year term and Harris finishes her three-year term, or some variation of it, um, we're going to see some angry people, I'll bet, in Michigan. There's going to be angry people in Wisconsin. There's going to be angry people in Pennsylvania because of the, the, the building blocks that are now going to be put up in the form of regulation, in the form of taxation, in the form mostly in regulation, um, especially if we keep the Senate. But these these manufacturing jobs are going to go right back to China. They're going to go right back to Mexico. They're going to go right back to Canada. Um, they're going to leave and start to leave these these states of Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and, and, and other states around the country. And so there's going to be some blue-collar union workers that are not going to be happy. And, and David, this is where, and, and you folks out there listening to me now, this is where when I talk about the Trump Republican Party, when I talk about the 72 million voters who voted for President Trump two weeks ago, uh, that's the voter that cannot be taken for granted. That's the voter that's going to, to bring back prosperity in four years when um, we have to remove Harris from the office. So um, should Biden-Harris, should they be certified? And then we have a Biden-Harris administration for the next four years. It's the 72 million voter that we can't ignore. Um, we cannot allow, and I'm going to get to this later, we cannot allow the establishment Republican Party to do to the Trump voter what they did to the Tea Party voter in 2010, after 2010. Um, folks, there was no reason to lose the election in 2012, but the Republican establishment career politician went after and disparaged the Tea Party voter. And if the Republican establishment career politician thinks that they can disregard the Trump voter just because Trump may not be president for the next four years, it's the Trump voter that's going to carry the Republican Party. And if we allow the establishment to disparage us and the Trump voter, the 72 million Trump voters out there, um, then they can kiss away winning the House back and, this, and keeping the Senate and winning the presidency back. You know, I've got to throw in what you're sure. talking about. Yeah. 
Trump went to Washington saying he was going to clean the swamp. Right. And drain the swamp. And he was doing it. <laughs> and he was doing it. However, after, I know what you went through, and I know what our candidate Josie, Josie. went through. Mm-hmm. And maybe the swamp starts at the leadership of the Republican Party, oh. at the edge of it. Maybe it needs to be drained and new blood, new people, new ideas, and fairness. Hello? Fairness? Oh, man, what a word. <laughs> be put back into the party. And, you know, wow. all men are created equal, I think something says. Oh, it does. You know, that thing. That, that, that thing. That yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, what, what is in that little book? You know, that little document. <laughs> uh, and But the Republican... The Republican Party mm-hmm. needs to realize a lot of things, oh, and uh, I think it's a shame what they did. If the, and and I look at this, uh, I look at our state, Georgia, but then if it's happening here, oh, God knows it's, it's happening. It's everywhere. happening everywhere. And 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 again, David, this is why you are known as the legend for you <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> When you hear David uh, uh, throw in his comments, he he is the legend (laughs) and uh, the owner of America's Web Radio. But, David, it is absolutely brilliant, and I'm not afraid to say it, and I'm not afraid to to tell you so that uh, let me help your ego today. Uh, That was a brilliant statement, David. And, and, in fact, I'm a little upset that I didn't come up with it. because (laughs) You can claim it. (laughs) Because you're absolutely right. We have to start with the local parties. The local parties, whether you're in Michigan, you're in Wisconsin, you're in Georgia, um, David is 100% right, folks. We've got to start with the GOP in your state, the GOP in your community. If if the leadership is old and tired, uh, if they're not welcoming, if you don't think your GOP leadership is welcoming, then change it. Change it. Get out. Get off your couch because it is time. Whether you have been a Democrat all your life and you walked away this this election and you want to to help uh, candidates uh, that are independent-minded thinking, that are Republican conservative thinking, that are libertarian thinking, then get off the couch and get involved in your local GOP because, folks, you, as Ronald Reagan said, it's not a new party that we need. It's the old party that we need to fix. And I, I'm not giving a 100% quote there of Reagan, but Reagan more or less talked about we don't need a new party. We need to take over the old party. And right now the Republican is the party that's going to counter the Democrat Socialist Party. Today's Democrat Party is 100% socialist. They are 100% together. Do not believe that there are any moderates because there's not. Um, Biden will be molded and forced into capitulation by uh, AOC, by Pelosi, by Schumer, uh, by the squad, uh, by Harris. Uh, he is... The old Biden might have been moderate, but the new today's Biden is not. Uh, He doesn't know where he is half the time, folks. I hate to say it, but it's true. And he's going to be doing what he's told. And he is being controlled by Bernie Sanders and the hard left uh, and the Obama Knights. And so there are no moderates there. The only party that's going to be able to counter that is the Republican Party. So we have to get involved. Get off your couch and get involved. I don't care if you've never been a Republican, if you've been whatever you call yourself. If you believe in freedom and you believe in liberty and you believe in the American way of life, get involved with your local GOP. Make them hear you. 
Because your voice is the best weapon you have next to your vote. Next to your vote, your voice. Uh, the Republicans love to ask for your money. Well, you know what? It's okay. Give them your money because, hey, look, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue needs help right now. So give them help with your money if you can. But you also give them your voice. Make sure the GOP knows where you're coming from because the GOP is going to be the party. It's going to be that big tent. It's going to be the party where the libertarians get together with Republicans and we all fight for freedom. Because, folks, let me tell you something. If it hadn't have been for the libertarian party that was on some of these ballots, Donald Trump would be president-elect right now. Um, I, I know there was fraud, and I know some never-Trumpers didn't vote, and I know some suburban women didn't vote for Trump either. But if you look at the libertarian vote, if that vote had a went for Trump, he would be the uh, president-elect right now. And there would be no ambiguity. There would be no question. So I am telling you, we've got to take – I am one who loves to vote libertarian when I can. But there's no way on earth I would have voted libertarian and not for Trump in this election because I know what a Biden presidency is going to lead to. It's going to lead to Harris. So um, going down the road, get involved. Get involved. Your voice will matter, and your voice will make a difference. So I, I'm just—I implore you to take my words and to take David's uh, awesome observation. If you get involved and you force the GOP to make changes, and that look. The GOP isn't bad everywhere. Um, they're not establishment-controlled everywhere. But in the states and cities and in your community, if you believe the GOP isn't listening to you, then get involved. You get people together and you get involved because that party can grow. It is growing. Um, Donald J. Trump brought more black men to the to the Republican Party than ever. He's brought more Hispanics to the Republican Party than ever. Um, it's not hard to do, folks. There is one party that is anti-school choice and that's the Democrat Party. There is one party in Donald J. Trump that welcomes school choice. Well, you know what? The black community, the last I checked, they wanted school choice. They may not realize that the Democrat Party is 100% against school choice. That hurts black folks more than anyone. You want to talk about uh, a, a policy that hurts black people more than, than white folks or, or than any other race? You know, the Democrats love to put us all in boxes. The Democrats love to separate people by their skin color. Well, alright, fine. If they want to do that, then let's look at school choice. 100% of the Democrats vote down school choice every time school choice comes up for a vote. The Republicans vote for school choice. The black community, if you go down and you talk to them, they want their children to be in better schools. They want more opportunity for their black children. But who doesn't give it to them? The Democrat Party. So who's holding black people back? The Democrat Party. You see how easy this is, folks? It's not hard. It's not hard. You look at policy and you look at history, and I can tell you the Democrat Party is no friend to minorities. They use you. They want to use the black vote, and they want to use my brother and the Hispanic vote. They use us to gain power, and it's about time we put a stop to it. And uh, I okay, maybe we got off on a little tangent there, David. But uh, but again, we aren't angry; we're just right. And, and here we go again. I couldn't tell you, and I know you've heard it thousands of times or a million times, whatever. Well, I just don't want to talk politics with my neighbor. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in a right. fight. I don't want to argue. Da 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 da. But you know. 
I can guarantee you one thing. If you talk to them a little bit, and, and you know, the way I look at it, Democrats are baby killers. They're pro-choice, and that means they're killing babies. And at some point, I, I don't like doing this, nor do I do it. And I, I think you can attest to this, uh, Victor. I don't think I've ever said I told you so. <laughs> but if you're a Republican or you are a conservative and have a chat with your neighbor next door, even though you don't like it, in the very near future, you'll be able to say, I told you so. <laughs> you know, that's a good point, too, David. It is. And, and I, you know, I try and tell people, too, you can talk to people without being angry. You don't have to argue with them. Um, if you talk policy, if you talk history, and you talk results, I am not telling everybody to go run and jump in the arms of the Republicans. But what I am saying is you darn well better leave the Democrat Party. You better divorce the letter D or we're going to lose the way of life we have, the American way of life, the freedom, the liberty. Uh, Reagan talked about being one generation from losing freedom. Um, David? Do you know, I, I just thought, do you know, I know the schools aren't teaching it, not like I was taught, but is there a paperback that you know of that's what is socialism and it answers that question you know that's a good question I, I'm sure there are and I know a couple of good books if, if you know if you look at uh, to, to Tocqueville he wrote a book uh, I'm going to forget the name of it and um, but it really shows uh, how why the American way of life why uh, freedom and liberty uh, and, and a people governed by the people why it matters why capitalism matters and you look up a book called The Law. Uh, it's a very short book. I mean, it's I can't tell you how little of a book it is, so it's an easy read. But it's an amazing book when you, if you want to see why uh, a, a socialist looking at, or not, I shouldn't say a socialist, but but a person who who lived over in in um, European socialism, but looked at the United States and said and praised the freedom system that we have. Um, and, and and I try and tell people this too, David. Go read the the uh, the, the Ten Commandments of Communism, uh, the Pillars of Communism. Go read that, and then tell me which party today, the Democrats or Republican, which one it sounds like. In why, fact, that's a lesson. Why do people that, uh, escape Venezuela or escape Ukraine? Why do they run here? Run here, mm -hmm. and then want to change it back to what they just I, came you, from. You know, I, I have said this before, and, and I've got to give credit because I first heard another talk show host say this. Um, there's a talk show host uh, that does uh, that's on Sirius Radio. Um, good guy, good guy. If you look, want to look him up, is um, I think his last name is Will Cow. Yeah. Um, he, this guy, he, he, and I've said this because this is, I got it from him, and it's a great point. You can't, if you're leaving a third world country, if you're leaving socialism, if you're running away from a, a, a tyrannical government, if you're running away from, from abject poverty that is Venezuela and, and these other countries out there all over the world, if you're leaving that and you're coming here, you're coming here for a better life, you're coming to the United States for a better life. And then somehow they convince you to start voting for the very thing you left. So think about it. You can't bring there to here and expect here to not become there. Um, we're seeing this, this uh, David, 
here in our own country, people who leave California and go to Texas, they leave California because of the high taxes. They're leaving California because of the onerous lockdowns. They're leaving California because of the absurd uh, minimum wage. So they go to Texas, and then they start voting for the same mess they left. They vote for the same Democrats. So what happens when Texas becomes California? Where are they going to run to next? And that's what we mean about the United States, folks, when I say we can't lose this country. So I, I guess we're going to another break here, or we're going to go blow right by it, maybe. We're just going <laughs> to blow right by it. <laughs> we're going gonna... because uh, you're hitting on such good points that, you know, if the fight doesn't come to you, then we have to take the fight to them. Right, and, and David, that's, a, that's another point. And, and let me just reiterate that by saying we are not advocating violence like the Antifa and like BLM. What we're saying is get off your couch and get active. Uh, get involved in your local GOP. Get involved with the libertarians and, and maybe join forces with the GOP because if we don't, we're going to lose this country. Talk to your neighbor. And, and like what we were saying before, um, you don't have to fight and argue with your neighbors or friends, on, and whether it be uh, in, your, in your streets or whether it be on Facebook or some other social media. But talk to them. If you find yourself in a social media spat and, you've got, and you're being called, look, folks, because this happens to me on a daily basis. I get called a racist. I get called a fascist. I get called a, a, a I mean, Nazi. You name it, and I've been called it. But you know what? I never retaliate. I just go back with facts. If somebody calls me a socialist, I get I I post a video of what a socialist is. If somebody tells me that the Trump voter is being violent, I post videos showing the Biden voter being violent. So we on on the on the side of conservatism, on the side of uh, on the side of Americanism, we can fight with history. We can fight with fact because it's all on our side. Well, um, what is what is Victor doing? My God, it sort of sounds like he's arming himself, <laughs> just not with weapons, just but with, with fact, but with fact and knowledge. And you um, know, uh, this is during before the election, and you and I have talked about this mm-hmm. many times. Is that you know, I have. Not as many as Victor does. Victor has a whole lot, well, more friends to begin with than I do, but <laughs> he has a lot more Democrat friends or mm-hmm. liberal friends. And I would go to what for you liberals that I even know and say, why? Mm-hmm. And just give me, give me the facts. And, and if you can convince me that Biden's this much greater or has done all of this or done anything in 47, in 47 years. years. You know, I will. Well, I'll be open-minded about it. You know, but they can't. They can't. And and I, I even put it this way: um, if if you're out there, folks, and you've got people that want to, that just they won't let go of the letter D, then make them give you examples of how they're helping people. And I don't mean anecdotal evidence. I don't mean words. I mean actual facts and actual history of a, a whether it be a program or some act that's actually helped someone. Um, if somebody asks me that question, I can point to the unemployment rate under Donald Trump for Hispanics, uh, the unemployment rate for blacks under Donald Trump, uh, the more, more people in the workforce. If more people are working, that means they can take care of themselves because they're getting a paycheck from sweat equity and not from government. Government cannot pay every American person to live. Government cannot give you a living wage. Government cannot give over 300 million people in this country 
a living wage because that government that tries that will not exist for long because we can't afford it. Government does not provide a product nor a service that they can sell that would cover the cost to give every citizen in this country and non-citizen a living wage. It just isn't possible. Nor can the government of this country tax the rich. There's very few billionaires and millionaires in this country when you really look at the numbers. Uh, out of 300 million plus people, when you look at how few the, the one percenters are. And you, um, you want to uh, tell me the richest people in America... Are they Republicans or Democrats? <laughs> they are Democrats, and there's yes, a reason for that, David. <laughs> because, and this is another thing, folks, when the Democrats tell you that the Republicans are the party of the rich, that's just not true. Uh, Bezos with Amazon, Democrat. Uh, Apple, Democrat. Google, Democrats. Uh, Microsoft, Democrats. These are uber-wealthy people that are Democrats, but even their their they go out, Warren Buffett, who goes out and tells you, oh, my poor secretary pays more taxes than I do. Oh, really, Warren? Okay, Warren. If it bothers you that much, why aren't you paying her more? Do you need the government to step in and tell you to pay her more? If you're so worried that your secretary is paying more taxes than you, then you cover her tax bill and give her more money while you're at it. And, and, and any liberal out there who thinks that the IRS isn't collecting enough money from me, you go pay them more money. You first. You first. If Bernie Sanders wants to tell me that I'm not paying enough to the government, hey, you first, Bernie. You give up two of your houses because you got three. You give up two of them. And then you pay more taxes on your own. Then tell me to come pay more. You first. This is what your answer needs to be to the Democrat Party, folks. You first. You don't want me to drive a car? You first. You don't want me to fly in an airplane? You first. You don't want me to take a private jet anywhere? You first. It is time we hold these Democrats to the... I'm going to be nice to the excrement that comes out of their mouth all the time. It's time we hold them to those words. You want government health care? You first. Folks, not one Democrat elitist is beholden to Obamacare. They've got the best private care that you can't have access to because they want you to be on Obamacare, but not them. Remember, folks, socialism is for the people, not for the socialist. Uh, you, you want school choice? But you can't have it because the Democrats won't allow it. But look up for yourself, folks. Where does Pelosi's kids, where did her kids go to school? Where did Schumer's kids? Where did Obama's kids? Where did Clinton's kids? Where do the elite Democrats, these career politicians, where do their kids go to school? They don't go to government schools, folks. They go to the finest schools in D.C. or anywhere else in the country. But you, you can't have access to that. You must be stuck with government education. Folks, the burdens that the Democrats and the career politician put on you will be burdened by you. They will not be burdened by the political class. It is time you understand this. The Bidens of the world and the Harrises of the world will never have to feel the pain that they want you to feel. Folks, you cannot legislate equality. You cannot, well, let me rephrase that. You can't legislate equity. We are all equal under the law. But you can't legislate equity. You cannot, for lack of a better word, you can't equitize up. 
you can only equitize down. So if you want equal outcome for the American people, it isn't going to be everyone gets to be president or everyone gets to be vice president like Harris. It isn't going to be that. If you're going to get equal equal outcome for the American people, it's going to be shared misery at the bottom. The equal outcome is going to be for the peasant who gets just enough to get by because it isn't going to be the equal uh, equal outcome that the political class gets. And ladies and gentlemen, we are a country of the people, by the people, for the people. There is no way on God's green earth that the political elite... The career politician should have more opportunity or better life living standards than the American people. Now, I am not saying that we need equal outcome. What I'm saying is we need opportunity. And the political class is never going to give the governed the opportunity that they have because they don't want you to to achieve a point of, of academic brilliance, let's just say, to where you might throw their butts out of office. The political elite love a dumb-down public. The academic elite love to talk about how smart they are and that how you need to listen to them. But yet, they don't want you to send your kids to the best schools. They want your kids to go to government schools. Why is that, folks? This, this is not hard. It's not rocket science. Uh, just ask yourself... If it's not good enough for the political elite, why is it good enough for you? If it's not good enough for the political elite in Washington, then why are we the people forced to deal with it? That is the question that need, you need to ask. And, and under freedom and liberty and under a conservative government like Donald Trump's presidency, then we have the free market and we have capitalism. Not crony capitalism. We have real capitalism where everyone can thrive. If you want to put your sweat equity out there, then you're going to get a return for it. And if 50000 is good for you, that's fine. If you want to achieve more, you should be able to. All right, folks, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks so much for listening. Tune back in next week uh, as I will have much more to say. All right, folks, stay, stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.